abnormal art and monstrous creations brought to life. Frankenfest, a new festival showcasing mad, magical, and mystical artwork, exhibits, and attractions, authors, haunt aficionados, and paranormal experts. Frankenfest arrives in Detroit at historic Fort Wayne on September 18th. For more details, visit frankenfest.com. Hey, 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 Elon. Hey, Casey. Welcome back. Welcome back. This is uh, the the second week in a row, right? Mm-hmm. That we've seen each other and like interacted in person. We needed that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Yay. Yay for normalcy. I know. Oh, my God. So, before we jump in, um, a note on today's content. This episode is intended for adult audiences only. We advise listener discretion for more than one, as in many, graphic depictions of violence, sexuality, cannibalism, and so much more. If this is too much yuck for you, we get it. Just join us back here next time. (laughs) We're definitely giving you your money's worth if you came here for gross. Yeah, this one is, uh, <laughs> like, I knew, um, I knew sort of what I was getting myself into. Right. But I didn't, re- I did not realize the depth of the yuck. And the detail of the yuck. Yeah. Holy cow. So, if you like the gore, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. I, I, I brought it today. You did. You, you're on your A game. I brought the thunder. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, how are you? I am. I'm all right. A little tired, but, you know. This weather does not it help. It is so gloomy. It's been so gloomy all week. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. I think it's been playing a big factor into... Um, my mood and like everyone I interact with yeah. and it's just been kind of a shit week. I just want some, like some sun would help. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I just feel like it I've feels been, gloomy. I've been gloomy and grumpy. Mm-hmm. My boyfriend has been affected. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, we had like a, we had a, I don't want to call it a fight. Cause it wasn't a fight, but we Squabble? had like a, yeah, a squabble. Smile disagreement. We we had a, a thing, and it got me thinking that perhaps I should make him take the love language quiz with me. Okay, I like that idea. And then maybe we can, like, you know, Compare understand notes. each other's needs better that way. I, I don't think know. that's a good idea. I like um, that. You know? Yeah. Got me thinking, though. What do you think? What do you think your love language is? I know that my love language is acts of service, but I don't know how much of that was just because that oldest daughter syndrome and God forbid yeah. anybody else be responsible for any any of their own shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get that. I relate to that. Yeah. I um I think for me physical touch is a high I can see that I need. That makes sense. And so I, Tony too, that's that's his love language. I uh but I think I think you and I have a unique love language. <laughs> Judging by our text message and Facebook message chains, I do agree. <laughs> what what would you call it? Definitely memes are in there. 
weird, confusing porn. Definitely weird, confusing porn. Yeah. Or like anything else that would traumatize the average person. <laughs> <laughs> that's our that's our love language. That's why we're friends. Yep. This, that's it. this podcast is our love language. It really is. Like creepy shit and weird, confusing fetishes and medical oddities. This yes. this is our love language. Yes. <laughs> so funny so we have some big news we do the biggest news big as trump's hands but actually big the biggest you've ever seen the biggest huge bigly 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 news bigly news um so there it turns out on july 10th at the Turner Dodge House in Lansing, Michigan, there is an inaugural festival occurring. This little festival is called Frankenfest. <laughs> and it um, is a new festival showcasing mad, magical, and mystic artwork and exhibits from the area's most intriguing vendors, along with literary guests, haunt aficionados, and paranormal experts. But wait! Now, with more dad jokes. Because Sinister Strange and Suspicious Podcast will be appearing in their first ever live show at Frankenfest. For more details, go to www.frankenfest.com. I am simultaneously over the moon excited, but also fucking terrified oh uh, same oh my god i'm this is scared. so huge i'm scared that no one is gonna show up oh my god i've had that thought so many like, times this week i'm like it's gonna be your mom and husband right <laughs> it's an audience we will at least call my aunts and uncles they can show up because at least it's it's in my what used to be my hometown so eh. <laughs> Uh, I'm like, no. Who, who's gonna drive to Lansing for I me? I know. I'm worried. Uh, but so, looking at the guys. activity on their social media, there's some interaction. Yeah. So hopefully people show. I hope so, you guys. So like, listen. In all reality, we have no idea what we're doing, <laughs> and this is like the first pancake. So. I like that. The first pancake is never perfect. Nope. It's always, it's always a, mess, a little funny looking. But it's important because you got to get that flip technique, right? Mm-hmm. So come out, support us, help us get our technique on and learn. Um, give us some feedback. We can shout you out. There's going to be time for Q&A. Yep. And all the proceeds are going to make a wish. This, that's the, I think that is the biggest takeaway from this. Like, Mm. this one activity is going to generate funding for a program that does such amazing work and does so much for these families. Mm -hmm. How could we not do this? Yeah, it's super cool because, like, um, the admission to this festival is free. And there's going to be a ton of really cool vendors. Like, and they've got some cool shit. There's, like authors that are going to be there Mm -hmm. there are people with their oddities their awesome artwork and then like all that's for free on the grounds and then in the actual house is going to be things that you can pay for to enjoy Mm -hmm. it's not an obligation but you can choose to do that and that is how we are raising the money for make-a-wish yes um there will be cocktails that you can purchase so exciting and it's just going to be a really great time. This is so. going to be, I think this is going to be something 
for us, I think this is going to be like a, a a point, like a point that we are going to look back on and go, That's, huh. I feel like this is where it's going to begin for us. Like, yeah. Like we kind of have decided on what trajectory we want to be on. Mm -hmm. And I think this is going to be our like jumping off point. I think so too. And we're really excited to cultivate this relationship with Frankenfest and hopefully do this every year. That would be great. That Plus that I remember the Turner Dodge house like as a kid and being near it. It is gorgeous. The grounds are gorgeous. I've never been but I am really excited. It reminds me of um the um Robinson Manor in Allegan. Yeah. They look very similar. They do. Um, and from what I heard, very similar spooky backgrounds. Oh, yes. So, so fun. So if you want to come out um, and be a part of our first live show, yep. please it's, do so. So Frankenfest is, what, 11 to 7? 7, seven? I believe. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And we so. are, I believe, going on last. Yep. So 5 o'clock. So exciting. Yeah. Got our first headline. Oh my god! <laughs> I can't even believe. That. I know. I love it. And that someone else, like outside of our friend group and people that know us, listened to this and enjoyed it. Yeah, and they approached us. It's not like we were like, "Please let us do this." Right. So so cool. It's like people really like us. Yeah. Yay! Do you want to hear some dad jokes? Of course I do. What does food taste like in cannibal restaurants? What? It actually varies from person to person. God, that is terrible. <laughs> when did the cannibal break up with his girlfriend? When? When she didn't suit his taste. Oh, God. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> what did Spartacus do to the cannibal who ate his wife? What? Nothing. He's gladiator. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> That's terrible. I love it, but it's that's a bad one. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I enjoy it. What does a cannibal call someone in a really good mood? Oh god, I think I know this one. A happy meal. Yep. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I do like it though. That's cute. Uh, so, welcome to Sexy Scandals. What do you think? I'm going to talk about. What do you think I'm telling you about? Oh, uh, I think it has something to do with uh, cannibalism, which we all know is a favorite topic of ours. <laughs> Truth. Truth. Given the theme of the dad jokes. <laughs> you know, I like to use those dad jokes as the lead in kind of, Yeah. you know, like, set the mood, set the mood a little bit. Um, you know, kind of get your brain prepped for the fucked upness that's coming. <laughs> <laughs> the crazy that is to follow. <laughs> um, so we decided on sexy scandals and we both kind of wanted to do scandals that were not widely reported on. Like maybe they could have been. Yeah. Yeah. Like I feel like both of these could have been played out more publicly. Oh, for sure. It should be that they both should be more public knowledge than yes, they so, actually are. Um, I'm going to go first mm -hmm. <clears throat> and we're going to talk about this army hammer business oh my god so before all this dropped i really didn't know who the fuck he was like i had heard his <laughs> name mm -hmm. but i mistakenly thought he was like baking soda royalty right but there's like no actual connection there huh it's a fun fact that i learned for mm. you interesting so since i didn't know shit about this fucker. Mm -hmm. 
I kind of dove into his background a little bit and the scandal and I'm gonna get you up to speed so that way moving forward we all kind of know what we've got the tea we're ready to go when this develops right so welcome to army hammer 101 because <laughs> it's a whole class so Armand Douglas Hammer burst forth from his mother's womb on August 28, 1986. Holy crap. He was born to Drewanne Mobley Hammer and Michael Armand Hammer. Mom was a former loan officer and dad was your basic old rich white guy. <laughs> um, he owns some publishing companies as well as film and television production companies. And he also comes from a very long line of oil money. Yep. Um... Fun fact, Army's dad converted from Judaism to Christianity in order to marry his mom. Wow. Um, Army's paternal great-grandparents were of Ukrainian and Jewish descent. And when they came over to build their life, mm -hmm. they um, invested in the oil industry and art and made it really fucking big. Wow. And so that's, like, the legacy that Army comes from. Like, um, <clears throat> he... Got lucky. <laughs> Yeah, he really was born with that silver spoon in his mouth, yeah. literally. Um, another fun fact, um, Army's family is super connected, mm -hmm. and his great-grandfather actually founded New York's Communist Party, and the family had ties to, like, Russian politics Ooh. and, like, all sorts of... We could actually do an entire episode on his family history alone, and... Mm -hmm. I purposefully did not go into that, but there was a really good article that Variety did about his family history, if anyone is interested to, like, learn more about that. Neat. It, it's actually very interesting. And Variety always <clears throat> does such good, detailed it, yes. work. It was very in-depth, it was mm -hmm. very informative, and very well researched so go check that out if you want to know more about this weirdness mm -hmm. but so um army grew up in texas the cayman islands and los angeles um his time kind of varied there right. he attended christian schools which is funny as fuck <laughs> <laughs> and was essentially your token good-looking golden child or whatever of course after high school, he briefly attended UCLA, but would drop out pretty quickly to pursue his acting career. Wow. Um, he married Elizabeth Chambers in 2010, and together they have two kids. In January of 2021, an anonymous Instagram account called House of Effie began sharing screenshots of messages that allegedly were from ARMY's personal Insta. Mm-hmm. Um, so these particular messages were dated from 2016. I am not going to lie. I am a very open-minded human being, but these messages were horrific. Yeah. They include violent fantasies like rape, cannibalism, and necrophilia. Um, and before I get into the story, I'm going to read some of these examples on the content of the alleged screenshots. Mm -hmm. So this is the part that gets gross. You can either skip ahead like a few minutes or just don't listen because honestly... This dude has got some, allegedly has some... Deep-seated issues. Yeah, yeah, so... Okay. So this is all army talking. Mm-hmm. Wow. Head rush. Just how completely. Brand you, tattoo you, mark you, shave your head and keep your hair with me, cut a piece of your skin off and make you cook it for me. I mean, I feel like the tests can be endless. Whose slave-master relationship is the strongest? 
That is not sane, nor consensual, nor safe. No. Another one. Cutting you into pieces and fucking the pieces. Jesus. Can you send me a picture? I want you to bite yourself again. Think of me eating you. What do you need to walk for? You just lay on a pile on the floor and I will fuck you whenever I walk past you. That is a very specific fetish to have. The last one that I'm going to share. That's the one that, that, that fucked me up the first time I read it. Yeah. Ugh. Oh my god. That just made me so hard and it makes me confused as to why. Is that even possible? So hard, thinking of holding your heart in my hand and controlling when it beats. I am 100% a cannibal. I want to eat you. Fuck, that's scary to admit. Okay. So, it's one thing when these statements, these kind of statements are coming from, like, your average serial killer. Mm -hmm. You know? It's completely different when it's coming from someone who, one, is extremely rich. And who is, wields a certain amount of power. Yes. And, a, and authority. And um, if you notice, like, we're going to talk about, there are three main victims who have come forward. Mm -hmm. And they are all women who are tiny yep. in stature. Mm -hmm. And they are all significantly younger than him. Yep. A minimum of eight years younger. And I feel like he has a particular victim type. I think so, too. And his, his ideas of what he wants to do are very, um, they're very ownership-driven and control-driven. Yeah, but, and, like, we t I will talk a little bit more about this, but, like, mm -hmm. this is not indicative of a normal BDSM-style relationship. Just not at all. Not safe, not sane, not consensual. Not, not even trying to imply that, so. Mm -mm. Um, this is weird. So let's get into it. <clears throat> On January 14th. 2020, 2020, I believe, mm -hmm. was a year ago, right? Yep. Yeah. Um, Courtney Vusekovich, um, she's a 30-year-old app creator from Dallas who met Army through friends. She actually recently gave gave this interview to Page Six and discussed her claims that Army wanted to, quote, break her rib off and barbecue and eat it. Oh, Jesus. Um. And also on this day in stupid Army Hammer history, Army stepped down from his role in an upcoming J-Lo movie. Um, he also issued a statement referring to the claims as bullshit, but honestly, like, if you look back at it, it kind of seems like he's just trying to gaslight the world. Yep. Um, so anyway, Courtney, she told Page Six about how he kind of quickly grooms you in the relationship. He sort of captivates you while being charming and how it felt to her like he's grooming you for these things that are darker oh yeah without a doubt you know um and she said that he literally consumes you like and she said it was like all of you mental Ugh. mentally physically all of it like Ugh. so these poor women this is awful yeah Okay, um, 22-year-old Paige Lorenzo, a former pro skier and Insta model, came forward to discuss her four-month relationship with ARMY, which she referred to as traumatic. She asserted that ARMY is a narcissistic sexual deviant whose crazy fantasies and extreme BDSM-fueled desires could seriously injure someone else. Um, and I 
I kind of believe that. Mm-hmm. Um, these fantasies included Army wanting to crush bones, eat them, have sex with limp female bodies, Ugh. and uh, who knows what else. Like, To be clear, I just want to say again, I know a lot of people who enjoy living the BDSM lifestyle, and a key component of that is you know, consent and safety. Right. And this is not what is being described here. Not at all. Um, she claimed that he was very into biting her body and would beg that she allow him to take lumps of flesh from her arm um, because he wanted to consume them. Jesus Christ. Um, the sickest accusation that she makes is that Army actually used a sharp knife to carve an A just above her vagina in her pubic area. Oh my God. And she actually posted pictures. Oh, that poor of that. woman. And it, there is a scar that she will eventually have to have removed. Oh, God. Um, on January 29th, Army dropped out of a Paramount series that he had signed on for. His team, basically at this point, is continuing to try to piss on fires to put them out. <laughs> but don't worry, on February 5th, they um, <clears throat> finally had enough and jumped ship with no comment. Uh-huh. Um, so this shit show is still unfolding, and on March 18th, the woman behind the House of Effie Instagram came forward to publicly accuse Hammer of rape. Wow. Um, she gave, like, a very impactful statement mm-hmm. with her attorney, Gloria Allred, and she spoke about thinking how he was going to kill her and described various violent rapes and physical and verbal attacks that would take place between 2016 and 2020. There was one particular incident that she described in April of 2017 where Hammer kind of beat her head and face against the wall bruising her face and she talked about how he was proud of that and wanted her to show off the bruises he also beat her feet so that way they would hurt every time that she took a step because then it would be harder for her to get away from him I've heard of people doing that oh my god I just can't imagine Oh, that just breaks my heart the same day that LAPD confirmed that they are investigating Army Hammer as the main suspect in an alleged sexual assault. The investigation was launched on February 3rd and is currently ongoing. Jesus. Why is it whenever something like incredibly awful like like this, like someone does does something incredibly horrible to a person or a group of people and it comes out in the press later. It's always some, like, super rich, like, insanely privileged person that's ha- that continues to have access to these women and continues to, to groom them and to force them into these situations. God, that is extremely troubling. Yep. Ugh. I've got, I got, like, icky goosebumps. Not, ugh. I don't like that at I know. all. I know. And especially we just, could you imagine, like, remember how popular he was getting, like, his career was starting to gain steam before this, and seeing his face on every fucking thing. Yep. I couldn't imagine how traumatic that was for them. Just to see either. that. And the fact that our culture perpetuates the stereotype that, like, you have to prove that it happened. I know. And the burden of proof is always on the victim. It's never on the person that committed the crime. And nobody, like, everybody's like, 
oh, these victims are lying. These it's like the I'm automatic sorry. the automatic assumption that the white privileged man is being wrong. Right. Like needs to stop. Gold diggers. Like what the fuck? Like just if he would have treated them halfway decently as human beings and not been this insanely gross piece of shit, he wouldn't be in this predicament. So I, I just ugh, that's it's gross. True. All of this is gross. I hate it so much. Me too. Ugh. And I just every time I see his face, like I I'm so angry. Like on their behalf. You're not the only one. God. I just can't imagine. Creep. And like this dude has a wife. I know. And that's that's and the part I don't kids, understand. Like and all of this is coming out and you're like I feel really bad for the kids. Like me too. as when they grow up and they they're more aware of this. That's going to be awful. And there's only so much you can scrub from the internet. So no matter how rich you are. Oh, and I should add in very recently, like two weeks ago, his bitch ass jetted off to some sort of rehab. Yeah. Um, hopefully he really is trying to improve his mental health um, and not just do it to look good. That's what I think it is. I think it's a public, like his, his publicist probably told him you don't have a choice. Same. Once his folks jump shipped and jump ship and they were not covering for him anymore, you don't have another option. Yeah, that's true. Oh my god, that's yeah. that's heavy. I know. Holy I shit. I expected it to be bad, mm -hmm. but I guess I just didn't really grasp. How. It was like the the detail of what he did makes it just so much worse. Yeah. It goes beyond just the typical rich guy doing shitty things. And I have such an overactive imagination, just like, you know, thinking Same. of fucking a brain. Like, what? Like, we are very, um, what's the word? We're very sensory-oriented mm -hmm. people. So yep. it's not hard for us to imagine what that would feel like. I think that's part of the reason we do this show, because... Yuck. <laughs> Yeah. Because we are, we're able to imagine things very, in very detailed ways. God, that's gross. I know. Okay, let's, um, what do you have? Okay, tell me, tell mine me is lighter hearted, but still fucked up. Oh, good. Okay, so, you know me, I, I love a, I love a classic, yes. old timey, uh, scandal. Let's do this. All right, so this one is a classic celebrity scandal. I'm going to tell you about Frank Lloyd Wright, his mistress, and her murder. Yes. So Frank Lloyd Wright is arguably one of the most well-known architects, like, period, ever, right? Yeah. So his most famous designs have, like, a celebrity status of their own. Yeah. Everybody wants a weird-ass Frank Lloyd Wright house. I know, right? Status so, symbol. We know he designed the Guggenheim. Mm-hmm. Um, um, and it is... The, I mean, it is, it's been in more movies than I can count. Yeah. Like, it's a landmark in and of itself. And what's funny enough, which I found out last night, actually, the Marin County Civic Center in San Rafael, California, played host to one of my all-time favorite movies, which, of course, right design. But it is actually the Gattaca Aerospace Corporation headquarters in 97 Gattaca, which is... That is, like, my top two. Like, it's in my top two favorite movies. I love it. I, I just am delighted by this information. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
uh, the man essentially revolutionized American architecture and his presence is felt all over the country, yeah. having designed a total of 1,114 buildings, of which 532 were actually constructed. Wow. Uh, growing up in Kalamazoo, we were taught about Frank Lloyd Wright from a really early age, and even more so since my childhood home is a street over oh, from Parkway yeah. Village, yep. which was an entire neighborhood that he designed in Kalamazoo in 1947. And these houses are fucking dope. They're beautiful. And they, 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 the neighborhood is very well kept. It's well maintained. Mm. They're just, they're beautiful historical houses. I love it when every now and then one comes up for sale. Yes. And we get to see the pictures of the yes. inside. Oh my God. That's like the highlight of living in Kalamazoo. Yep. Cause we get to see these, um, all the time. So, this man was a world-renowned legend with a lifetime of accomplishment. But what most people don't know is Mr. Wright's life was also fraught with scandal. Hell yeah. <laughs> All right, so we'll get to the backstory. Frank Lloyd Wright was born June 8, 1867 in Richland Center, Wisconsin. His father, William, was a musician and composer, and his mother, Anna Lloyd-Jones, uh, she was a Welsh immigrant and also a teacher. Anna was actually instrumental to her son's eventual fame and was, by all accounts, just a great lady. Um, his father, on the other hand, couldn't maintain steady employment, and that caused the family to have some financial struggles early on. William eventually separated from his wife and filed for divorce when their son was 14, citing emotional cruelty, violence, and spousal abandonment. After the divorce was granted, William Wright never saw his family again. Wow. Yeah, so it just seems funny to me that he divorced her for supposed abandonment, and he's the one that abandoned his family. Wow. Um, as he grew up, Wright's mother did a great job of teaching her son. He attended high school and did reasonably well, but did not receive his diploma. Interesting. Yeah. He was admitted to the University of Wisconsin in 1886 as a special admission, but never actually finished. Hmm. He was granted an honorary doctorate from them in 1955, though. Wow. Right? So he's now an adult, moves to Chicago looking for work, and this was a couple years after the Great Chicago Fire, so there was tons of architectural work being done in Chicago, because they're basically rebuilding right, the city. Right, the whole city. Yeah. Uh, he quickly found work as a draftsman and began making a name for himself. While there, he connected with the All Souls Unitarian Church, and it was at one of the church's social events where he met Catherine Lee Kitty Tobin. She was a statuesque brunette with kind eyes and an even kinder disposition. Aww. She was described as a gentle woman, plus she came from a really wealthy family. Oh, hell yeah, so that, that always does helps. not hurt. <laughs> Frank and Kitty dated for two years. I'm sorry, they courted for two oh, years. Man. It's not actual dating. And they got married in June of 1898. And using a $5,000 loan from Frank's employer, they purchased and built a home in Oak Park. It's a very cute house, but you can see the elements of Wright's kind design. Of the beginnings yeah, of the... you can see it. There's certain traits that are carried across all his designs, and you can see them, the beginnings of them in this house. Uh, the couple quickly had six children together. Frank Jr., who everyone calls Lloyd, John, Catherine, David, Francis, and Robert Llewellyn. Wow. So... Catherine was a devoted wife and mother who loved hosting events and playing with her children. She had a keen eye for art and an absolutely fantastic taste in books. Uh, Catherine was also a bit of a philanthropist herself, starting a small kindergarten in the playroom of their home for the neighborhood children. Mm. She also um, was a one of the key funders in the women's suffragette movement. Oh my gosh, love um, it. She spent a lot, because you know, it's Chicago. Yeah. So she spent a... She, her um, efforts kind of laid the pr laid the blueprint for what 
female philanthropy became and how important it was at that point. So it was, she was a big deal. Um, so at this point, um, Frank's career starts picking up. He's gaining a reputation for his unique style and artistic detail in his buildings, and the wealthy and powerful are starting to take notice. One man, Edwin Cheney, an electrical engineer, was especially taken with Wright's designs and commissioned him to design a house for his family in Oak Park in 1903. He, he, he and his wife had two children together. So designing and building a house takes a long-ass time, like especially in the early 1900s when we didn't have the mechanical technology we do now. Um, so this was a long job, and Mr. Cheney's wife was who gave him instructions and signed off on the interior of the home, those kind of choices. So she and Frank Lloyd Wright were in contact quite a bit, um, and as tends to happen in these situations, they began an affair. Mm. So let's take a sec, think about this. This man hired you to design his family home, poured thousands into the project, and you are banging his wife. I just, yeah. I don't. Dick move. Yeah. Frank Lloyd Wright, dick move. So their relationship became pretty serious pretty quickly. Martha Cheney, or Mama, as she was called, <laughs> was well-educated and funny. Get it, Mama? She was also about 40 years his junior. Shocking. Oh, wow. Surprise, surprise. Wow. Right? Martha Cheney. <laughs> I don't know. Their whirlwind romance built up until 1909 when Martha and Frank abandoned their entire families and left to travel Europe for a year. Typical. Yep. Wright returned to the U.S. in fall of 1910, and Martha, who was now going by her maiden name, Borthwick, stayed in Europe to force a divorce from her husband by abandonment. Wow. So, yeah. <laughs> so she's in Europe living it up on <laughs> Frank Lloyd Wright's dime. Well, I mean... I know. And just kind of waiting out the clock until her divorce is finalized. Like, when they can finally call it. Like, she's been gone long enough. This is abandonment. You're done. Well, son, if you're going to be a shitbag, you might as well do it in style. Honestly, yeah. And, I mean, she's... Hey, have at it, girl. Mm. Catherine, Frank Lloyd Wright's dutiful wife, who had been home with all six of their children the entire damn time by yeah. herself... Women do not get enough we don't. for their emotional labor. So Catherine's not having the bullshit, right? She refuses to give him divorce. Like, Good. no, you're going to come face me. I'm not. No, Good. you Good don't get her. to do this. Instead of being a halfway decent human being, Frank reaches out to his mom and asks her to purchase a plot of land for him in Spring Green, Wisconsin, which was adjacent to land that his mother's side of the family already owned because they, they had money, too. Oh, good. Um, so this dude, instead of handling his responsibilities and doing what he's supposed to run do. Away. Yeah. He runs away, decides to design and build a love nest for himself and his mistress to live in after Naturally. their divorces were final. Naturally. Yeah. Mind you, this place is beautiful. Like, you could oh, I'm not. Sure. There's literally nothing you could do to this property to make it more beautiful. Even the land around it is stunning. Like, it, if you've never seen photos of Taliesin, you should. It's gorgeous. It's a palace. I feel like, um, boyfriend... And I watched something on YouTube about this mm -hmm. because, like, I somehow knew about this. Yeah. And it's, it is gorgeous. It is a beautiful home. And um, so, like, if you have not seen it, it's a palace. Go look at it. The home is completed and they moved in quickly in 1911. And side note, the name of the property, Taliesin, is Welsh for Shining Brow. And is also the surname of one of Frank Lloyd Wright's favorite Welsh poets. Oh, fun. Yeah. 
So once the news of the affair and the abandonment of their families got out, the press went fucking bonkers. Of course. Right. Spring Green, Wisconsin is this like itty bitty tiny little town made up of mostly European immigrants who definitely kept their traditions and their way of life. So they were, I mean, mortified that this scandal had been brought to their town. Like, sure. The editor of the local paper condemned the couple for bringing scandal into the village. The residents and superintendent of schools started a petition to force the two out of their town out of fear that it would demoralize the children. My favorite quote from this was, it is an outrage to allow boys and girls to grow up in the belief that a man and woman can go disregard the marriage bond. <laughs> <laughs> so they were, they were pissed. They even tried to get the sheriff to arrest right on like charges of indecency or something. Oh my gosh. The Chicago press were also not as kind. <laughs> And we're calling right, calling for right to be arrested for his immoral choices as oh a um, public figure, wow. basically. So, is having a field day, and these two are out here gallivanting and living their new life together. Tra la la, like not a <laughs> not a worry. And when asked about his actions, this is probably the best Frank Lloyd Wright quote I have ever heard. By the way, two women are necessary for a man of artistic mind. One to be mother of his children, and the other to be his mental companion, his inspiration, and soulmate. I mean, like, I get it, but dude. Yeah. Damn, to put it in the paper? Yeah. Mm. So, they had a full serving staff, gorgeous dining room, like, this house, like, they were living in a lap of luxury. Like, full service staff. Like, I think they said somewhere between... 12 to 15 individual staff that members. is a staff ain't it like this is that's crazy royalty. royalty yes so i'm going so they've been living there for about three years when Wright had to take a work trip to chicago uh, martha stayed behind because two of her children were visiting i like this I, I it's nice to see that she was she still liked to play mommy even after abandoning those babies for Ugh. a couple years right it's that whole like narcissistic i want to give off the appearance that's it you know it's appearance that i'm better than i am yep so amy back to the scene as a my mm -hmm. side note of being pissed off that she'd been <laughs> and her children um so august 15th 1914 was a beautiful bright day sun was shining and martha asked their servant julian carlton to serve lunch herself and the children on the porch at taliesin when the meal was ready, Martha called little little Martha, who was eight, and John, 12, to come inside and eat. In the main dining room at the end of the hallway, Julian had set up things and was actually serving lunch to the house staff and the draftsmen as well. So once he had set the, he had given Martha and the kids their food, he started working on um, getting the meal set up for the staff. And Julian finished the setup, got everybody served in that room, walks back through the home to the kitchen and tells his wife, who was the chef, um, to leave since lunch was done. She didn't need to still be there. So she did, because that was normal. While everyone was eating, Carlton went outside towards the direction of the tool shed, walked back to the porch where Martha and the kids were eating, and using a hatchet, attacked and murdered this woman and her two children. Holy fuck. Yep, just that fast. As the employees were eating, one of the draftsmen noticed something weird. He said, we heard a swish as the water was thrown through the screen door. Then we saw some fluid coming under the door. It looked like dishwater. 
After hacking Martha and her children to death, Julian Carlton then set Taliesin ablaze. Jesus. What no one else knew was that on his way outside, Carlton had locked the dining room door. Holy fuck. So the employees were now trapped inside a burning building. And as they're scrambling to escape through windows and trying to force their way through the doors, Carlton was attacking them with the hatchet and preventing them from escaping. What is this dude's problem? Oh my God. It's who the fuck knows. Only the carpenter who built the house and landscape architect survived, even though they were badly burned and terribly wounded. Oh, my God. Yeah. Those poor people. They were the only ones to survive. And hours later, they found Julian Carlton in the basement furnace room. He was barely conscious after an attempt to end his life by drinking muriatic acid. He died two months later. Or, I'm sorry, two weeks later. Oh, goodness. But, yes, because basically starvation because he couldn't swallow. Yeah. When asked, his wife Gertrude was acting, her, when the press asked, his, asked about his behavior, um, to his wife Gertrude, she explained that he was acting increasingly paranoid and began sleeping with an axe nearby. Oh, God. Julian was not well liked by the rest of the staff and was described as having a quick temper. There was one, uh, one, of, the, <laughs> one of the staff said that if anyone said a crossword to him, he was very quick to send them to hell basically wow he was he was not to be fucked with besides the fact this is a barbadian man working in the u.s and there were some racial tensions among the staff and himself so i mean i i imagine there being a lot of conflict there sounds like there are a lot of layers Mm -hmm. to what was going on i think so too and it appears as if Martha Borthwick told Julian and his wife that they were being let go that day as well. Oh. His wife confirmed this and said that they had had, tricket, it had train tickets for Chicago and were planning to leave that night. Holy shit. Mm-hmm. So this tragedy hit right hard. He was incredibly distraught over using his quote-unquote soulmate. Well, you know. Yeah. Martha's coffin was simple white pine, but Wright filled it to the brim with flowers from her garden that he picked himself. Hmm. Uh, he also buried her himself. Oh, God. And I I know, like, the thing that I watched, her garden was, like... It was beautiful. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. And it was, like, her pride and joy. And, um, like, that is probably, like, the nicest tribute he could have done for I her. I think so, too. You know? Yeah. And um, she was laid to rest in Unity Chapel Cemetery in a simple service that was only attended by uh, Frank Lloyd Wright and his oldest brother, I'm mean, oldest son, Lloyd. Mm. As a tribute to the love he had for Martha, he set out to recreate their home, which, oh, sweet, right? Yeah. By the end of the year, the residential wing of the estate had been rebuilt and he had a new mistress. Oh, wow. Miriam Noel, who he married in 1923, once Catherine finally granted him the divorce. So, yeah, that was Frank Lloyd Wright well, you know, and Martha. To be fair, mm-hmm. the best way to get over somebody is to get under, under someone, someone else. else. Yes. So, as a side note, Taliesin 2 burned down in 1925 due to faulty wiring, and it was again rebuilt. So, what is, what is currently Taliesin is technically Taliesin 3. Wow. And it is a National Historic Landmark. Also, Wright went on to marry a third time and have two more children. Of course he did. Of course he did, because why wouldn't he? Man whore. (laughs) Which, it just blows my mind that this is not at all talked about when people talk about Frank Lloyd Wright. Like, no one even mentions this. I love that. It's got just, it's like such a sordid 
It's very story. like old time Hollywood scandal. Yes. And it, I mean, and the fact that it was so well covered in the press, like why does no one talk about this now? Yeah, well, hopefully now they will because everyone's listening. <laughs> right, right. Oh my gosh. But yes, we have got, this was, this was probably one of the um, longer episodes we've done. Yeah. I think just because of the amount of source material that we had, there was just a lot. There's a lot of detail to these. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I am just, I'm still really disgusted with Ami I know. <laughs> oh God. You never know. You don't. You never know. Ugh. Okay. So, um. Once again, we are here, like Bernie Sanders, asking you <laughs> to go on wherever you listen to our podcast. Hopefully, Apple Podcasts. Hopefully. But literally anywhere else. The vast too. majority of our um, listeners are Apple Podcasts. Go on there and write us a review of how much you love us. So that way we can achieve world podcast domination. Yes. And then we can actually, like, we can we can actually do some of the things that are, were goals. Things that we wrote down as our goals when we first started doing this. I mean, we have got good plans guys we do help us make this happen heck yeah leave us a review and thank you we got two reviews last week oh exciting thank you guys um, so thank you um for doing that we, we appreciate you and also you can go on our facebook and give us a like our insta i think of pretty much everything is sss podcast 13 yep um all social media accounts all social media our facebook does have our little link tree that you can go on and find everything else yep that um, is the website and literally a link to all of the platforms that the yeah. show is on and if you want to send us some love letters our email is sssspodcast13 at gmail yes and we you know we always love hearing from you absolutely so. and casey tends to be more responsive on the emails than yeah, I am. So she sees you, them before I do, basically. If you uh, <laughs> if you want to have a chat about weird shit, you know, hit me up. Heck yeah, we're always down to talk about weird shit. Hit me up on the Gmail. Hell yeah! And guys, if you can make it to Frankenfest, definitely do it. Yes, it's gonna be a good time. Come see us at Frankenfest. Snap a picture. Get in on the ground floor. You prove to the world that you are an OG fan and uh, help us you know learn our craft yeah this is this is exciting things are things are happening guys this is it guys we're doing this we're doing the thing hell yeah yes. <laughs> all right thank you for listening bye bye